Hey, have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Yep, free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. In fact, I'm on my phone right now. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Greed. Let's do this with the Should Theory. and welcome to Should Theory. I'm Tara Grebe and I'm here with a quick shift and that is just a tiny bit of motivation for you on a quick listen for you today. Today I want to talk to you about an experience that I had while I was doing a training with some small groups. When I do those trainings, I like to mix up the way that we do introductions. I think the straight up introducing yourself is boring, people don't listen, and it doesn't help break the ice or get people engaged. And so uh, when we were doing our introductions today during our session, I had the people introduce each other and also talk about a interesting or surprising fact about themselves. Well, during this session, one of the people that were in the group shared through the other person telling about them that they had recently overcome an addiction and that they were celebrating five months being clean. Now that in itself is exciting. And as you can imagine, the group, when they heard that exciting fact, just went crazy with support for this person. Congratulations. Good for you. People were shocked. They had no idea. They loosely knew each other. Some of them knew each other really well. But regardless of that, the show of support for this person was really impressive. And I really thought that the impressive part of that experience ended there. We went about the rest of our training. We had a great session and all was said and done. Well, what surprised me was that when the session was over, That same person was waiting for me at the end, and he came up to me to tell me that he wanted to thank me for the way that our session went and for setting up an opportunity where he felt comfortable to talk and share. And he went on to say that that was the very first time that he had admitted out loud to anyone, to any other human being, that he had an addiction at all uh, or that he had overcome his addiction And it felt, according to him, so freeing to be able to admit it, to be able to say it in public. Part of what helped him was that somebody else was saying it for him. 
And then to see the show of support that came from the room afterwards. And he went through the whole rest of the training, but towards the end of it, you could tell that he was moved, he was emotional. And at the end, when he was talking to me, he really was visibly moved by the experience. I asked him how he felt now that he had said it out loud and gotten it off of his chest. And he said it was the most freeing feeling to finally be able to say it in a way that was an admission without shame. Um, I wouldn't say without guilt, but definitely without being embarrassed to admit that he had a moment or time of weakness and a problem. And the reason that I wanted to share that with you today is that it goes hand in hand with one strong belief that I have, and that is of being willing to be vulnerable. Being willing to be vulnerable and say, I'm not really sure what I'm doing right now, but I am happy to try and figure it out. It's that willingness to say, I don't really know what the next best step is for me, but I know that I need to make a change. And it's that willingness to put yourself out there, even though you might be worried what other people might think, even though you might be worried that other people might judge, even if you're worried that other people might say or have an opinion that normally normally would keep you from making that change, doing that thing, admitting that mistake or whatever it is that you're holding on to that's causing you that grief and that anxiety and that uncomfortable feeling of not knowing what to do about it. I wrote an article recently for a school administrator's magazine about being vulnerable and being willing to lead with love. And all of these things tie together. I think that when you are in charge of anything at all, large, small, medium, it doesn't matter, I think being willing to show that you're overwhelmed at times or that you don't know the answers is a key step in not only having people be with you on that journey, support you in your decisions that you're making, but also a step towards credibility. I think a lot of times people think that credibility comes from just experience, world, knowledge, knowledge of your craft or whatever it is that you are in charge of. But I really believe that another strong piece of that credibility is being willing to say, you know, I don't know or I'm not sure. During this pandemic, as you all know, Currently, I work in a school and lead a school. I don't think any of us knew what it was that we should do as we made a shift, as we made a turn, as the rules changed, as the games changed, as the pandemic itself evolved, as vaccines came out, as distancing requirements changed, so on and so forth. We were constantly having to shift. Do we have school in person? Do we have to go remote? Do we have to do hybrid? Do we have to shut down for a couple of weeks because we have a high number of cases? And if so, how are we going to feed people? How are we going to reach out to students in need? I think schools all over the country, all over the world, were struggling with these problems. And leaders were trying to lead and make decisions based on the rules, based on the information that they had, based on the best interest of their teachers and their students, and do it in a fraction of a second, turning on a dime, pivoting every last moment because something had changed or something was different. And I really believe that some of the strongest moments for me in those times 
were actually some of my weakest. I think that some of my strongest moments when we were in that crazy adversity were the moments where I was able to stop, put my head in my hands and say to myself or whomever, holy cow, I just don't know what to do. Or holy shit, this is so hard and I don't have an answer right now. I don't know what the best answer is. I don't know what the best process is. And having that willingness to be vulnerable is not what someone would commonly think of when they think about leadership. Think about this. When you are going into a time of adversity, when you are going into a time of strife or difficulty, and you want someone to lead you through that difficult time, what do we tend to automatically think about? We say, oh, we want the strongest leader. We want the person that's going to be in charge with the most authority. And vulnerability is not generally a trait of a strong leader. Vulnerability and the willingness to be transparent and say, I'm not sure, is generally not a trait of someone who others would believe is the best person to follow, historically or stereotypically. But I'm here to argue that in retrospect and looking back, some of my strongest moments during these most recent difficult times were those moments where I was willing to be weakest, where I was willing to admit to the parents of my community or to my students or to my staff that I was struggling, that I was having a hard time, that I was worried about my mood and my demeanor and my motivation, not only theirs. It was those times that I was willing to say, guys, this is scary and I don't know what's coming next or I don't know how to do this best, but we're going to do this to move forward right now. And if we need to change, we're going to make a change. And if something shifts on us, we're going to shift with it and we're going to be flexible and we're going to do it together. And that is where I think that the strength comes from. That's where the young man I was talking about at the beginning of this is strength came from. His willingness to admit that he had a problem and more importantly, his willingness to be vulnerable today in front of a room full of people that he sort of knew and some people that he didn't know and having that strength to come out and say, I had a problem, but I'm beating it and I'm really proud of myself. So that's your quick bit for today and that is the amazing power of vulnerability and that willingness to be transparent and say, I'm not sure or I had a moment of weakness but I'm moving in the right direction now. I hope that quick tip helps you. And until then, I look forward to seeing you in our next longer interview session here on Should Theory. I hope that all's going well with you. And when you know what your shift is, let's get your shift together and move forward. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. If you like what you're hearing on the Should Theory podcast, you can find the Should Theory podcast community on Tara Grieve Consulting Facebook page. You can also find me at taragreeve.com or at tara.grieve on Instagram and TikTok. See you there.